Hello, and welcome to the Hidden Archives podcast. I am your curator and host for tonight's special episode, Nicole Clark. We have finished the migration to Podbean. You can now stream us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and let us know where else you listen to podcasts so that we can be there too. This is the last episode for 2019. We will resume with this season in early 2020, expected to arrive according to the standard release schedule, which is alternating Fridays. To quote my old friend Charles Dickens, it is a fair, even-handed, noble adjustment of things that while there is infection in disease and sorrow, there's nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. Doesn't that sound nice? But to quote Ebenezer Scrooge, bah humbug. The Hidden Archives is about horror. So, if you choose to enter the Hidden Archives, if you choose to study the tomes, if you choose to take this journey with me, you do so at your own risk. Profanity and disturbing content may follow. This is your warning. This evening's story originates from a small corner in the archives that is often overlooked. It came from the holiday section. In this story, we hear from a death row inmate who just wants to feel the joy and fulfillment that the holidays brings to everyone, so he organizes a meeting with a priest, as portrayed by special guest star Admar Suzik, with whom he discusses the meaning of the season. Where do I begin? Well, I suppose here. You see... Back in December of 96, I was in a Texas prison on death row. I was due to be executed around the start of the new year. However, around the middle of that month, I was able to convince my lawyer to find a way to put off the whole shitstorm. I think he called it a uh, stay of execution. I don't fucking know. All I know is that somehow, it actually fucking worked. Can you believe it? I mean... There was a whole mess of things, but at that point, it bought me time, if nothing else. Now, this all took a while, see? For that whole month, I thought I was a dead man walking. How was I supposed to know that that little fink lawyer of mine was worth a shit? Ah, hell, that's not the point. The point is this. Come the end of the year, round about Christmas or so, I was feeling the holiday blues. I knew it was due for a last meal, and also some talking to the church folk, a priest or some shit. So I decided, if I played my cards just right, I could make something of it. I convinced that same little weasel lawyer of mine to get me a priest for some uh, spiritual guidance, right? So December 22nd, here comes this frail old thing of a padre. Walking up to my cell, he looks just as humble, old, and serendipitous, serene... Shit, calm as can be. He looks calm. Almost like he's trying to pretend to be something else. Like he's playing out that song, Silent Night, the same one that the guards had playing on the radio down the hall. It's like he don't know who I am. What I've been accused of. He don't give a shit in the world. He's doing God's work. Well, I got news for you, preacher man. I'm Jack Sawyer. Supposed to be the most dangerous serial killer in Texas history. Even though they said most of my alleged victims were in Wyoming, they only nabbed me in Texas. That's what the uh, persecution says. 
or is it prosecution? Doesn't matter. Whoever said it's full of shit. They didn't know Jack, obviously. Anywho, the guards let this old vampire-ass preacher into my cell, then go away so as we can have some uh, holy privacy. But they say they'll be watching all the same. Didn't matter to me. I know me. And I know that I was looking for something specific that only this collared old fucker can get for me. So I'm real calm-like, and cool, too. I says, you a preacher, right? Real man of God and all that? And kind of, uh, I suppose you'd say, reserved and uh, maybe reverent voice. He says, real smooth. Yes, my son. I'm here to offer you absolution and divine guidance. Tell me, what is it specifically that troubles you? Well, I said... I don't know about absolution and all that, but I got a real burr under my tail, see? I'm feeling kind of down with the holidays and all, and I know that I'm doing mine with the last meal and such. I see. So, if I understand you, and I believe I do, you are looking for some home comforts. Something to take your mind off of the dire state of your affairs and bring you some comfort in these normally festive times. Some holiday cheer, as it were. Something like that, yeah. Well, I'm just a humble priest, a man of God. I can offer you guidance, forgiveness of past transgressions, and holy supplication. I can help you find spiritual comfort, but I cannot provide what you seem to want. Holiday festivities would be entirely inappropriate and unattainable given the limitations of your circumstances. I'm afraid. That is just out of the question. No, Padre, I don't think you really get me. I ain't looking for a party or nothing. All I want is simple. I get a last meal, right? I suppose you do, yes. Well, what's a meal without company? I don't have no special request for food or anything. I mean, I guess some turkey and mashed taters would be just fine, but it ain't about that. Grown up. My mom pa always had the can round over these times. Didn't matter what we was eating, just mattered that we was all together. I ain't some horrible monster like the paper said I am, see? I like people. I like people a lot. I just, you know, want that. Again, my son, I wish I could help you. You must trust me. But a get-together is just not in my power. You're living within the confines of maximum security. There is no coming or going of just anyone. I'm afraid that there is just nothing I can do, no matter how altruistic your requests are. Look, Padre, don't you tell me about where I am. You look round yourself, you see? It's just me in this fucking cell. I ain't got no cellmate. The guards, they stay at arm's reach. Use the closest thing I've had to real human contact in years. Except when they shackle me for yard time. It isn't a party I want, it's company. Just someone for a goddamn meal, my last meal at that. Look, son, I will not stand for the Lord's name to be taken in vain. However, I think I see your point. Perhaps there is a way, but I know not what it is. I still do not think I am the man to grant you your request. Nor do I see how it would really be possible, honestly. 
aside from that, do you believe that you are, well, deserving of such a luxury? What of your crimes? Alleged crimes, father. And past that, what does it matter? Even at Jesus' last supper, he had his own company. Ain't that what it's about? Now, now, you should consider yourself guilty or innocent of the crimes for which you have been accused before you compare yourself to the majesty of our Lord and Savior. Please show some humility, if nothing else. Okay, fine. If that's how you want it, that's just right with me. You know, Judas? Well, he betrayed Jesus, didn't he? And Jesus even knew it would happen well before the Last Supper. But Judas was still there, wasn't he? It was his Last Supper, too, because he up and killed himself when it was all through. That's right. The man who sold out God himself, snitched on him like a rat, got to join Jesus for one last hoorah. Now I asked you, am I so much lower than that rat that sold out the Son of God? Shouldn't I at least get the same as him? The priest thought real hard for a time before he said, Well, I really must say, you certainly have provided me with an unexpected perspective on things. I guess you have done your reading. You seem to understand the word of God at, and you'll have to forgive me, a level I had not anticipated. Yeah, well, I've had a lot of time to do some reading, and thinking too. So I guess it's your turn to do some thinking. Like I say, I don't need no whole group, just one person. Assuming, and just assuming, there was anything to be done on the matter, who would you choose? It don't really matter to me at all, just anyone. Now at this point, the preacher looked real thoughtful. I started thinking this might actually happen. But I guess that I just had to wait and see. Who knew? In the back of my head, it still seemed like a real long shot. But I was hopeful for a goddamn holiday miracle. <laughs> Preacher ain't here to correct me on that one. Anyway, he thought for a long, hard minute, and I just let him. I could see the wheels turning in his head, and I wasn't going to spoil this for myself. Then, after a few minutes, he said to me, Well, I don't know what I can do for your last meal, but I will try very hard for something. Some way to honor this request of yours. After all, it is Christmas, isn't it? And then he just smiled at me, winked, and called for the guard. What was he planning, I thought? I guess I would just have to wait and see. Some time went by and I hadn't heard a thing. Neither did I see hide nor hair of that preacher. But come Christmas Eve, round about supper time, the main guard is walking up to my cell. He says I have someone that wants to see me. I was thinking as my lawyer. So I told him, what have I got better to do and send him on back? He kind of smiles real weird and laughs a little as he walks away to go and fetch whoever. Sure as shit, wouldn't you know it? Here comes that preacher walking up to my cell. I couldn't believe it. The guard just let him in and walked away. Here I am thinking that they moved up my execution and didn't tell me. I thought the preacher was here to give me last rites. But then he starts talking to me. Mr. Sawyer, 
I wanted to let you know that I've given your request some serious thought and I have come up with a solution. So, here I am. Your guest for tonight. Well, Padre, that's uh, real thoughtful of you and all, but... Hal, I... I mean, why? All I can say is that you made a very good point. I mean, when you cited Judas as being a participant at the Last Supper, he was perhaps the most vile man in history. And even he only betrayed Jesus. He didn't kill him himself. And the supper went off without any issues. I figure, what harm is there in joining you? You're just a man, after all, and it is Christmas. He just smiled then, kind of friendly and serene-like, so I said to him, So, who's comparing himself to Christ now? What, are you the son of God sharing a final moment of friendship with the uh, equally condemned? Certainly not, Mr. Sawyer, and I must ask you to be civil if this is to continue. Preacher, I'm just giving you a hard time as only a joke, like pals at any other shindig. The preacher relaxed a bit and then even kind of laughed a little. I'll admit, you had me going there for a minute. So, uh, what uh, time is uh, dinner anyway? I'm afraid that I wasn't able to organize a traditional holiday meal, but I figured what your request was only for company. So I'll share whatever you'll be having. Oh, you see, they uh, already brought dinner for me a few minutes ago. But don't fret none. We'll make do. However, let me ask you, why join me? Ain't you got a family, someone you'd rather spend the holiday with? Son, I'm a man of God. I spend my time with whomever is in need of it most. I feel that is you right now. But don't you know what I'm in for? Aren't you scared of me? Well, I've read the same thing in the papers as everyone else. I know of that which you have been accused. However, I see a different man in front of me. I see someone who has studied and understands the scriptures. I see a blossoming man of God who may have been wrongly accused. As far as being afraid of you, I should assure you that uh, this is simply not the case. I have even found a way to have the guards sent home to their families so they, too, could enjoy their Christmas Eve. We can enjoy our own Christmas Eve as equals, without anyone but God watching. No one but God, huh? This is better than I could have hoped for. And as equals to boot, I think that is more true than you might think. I, I, I beg your pardon, but how do you mean? Well, we both read the Bible and know what it says for starters, right? In fact, this may very well be my last supper. Tell me, do you know what tradition from the last supper we still practice today? Well, I think that Rick... Require some thought, um, perhaps the Eucharist? This is all I can think of. That's right, yeah. And Jesus said to his disciples, Eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. I, I fail to see where you're going with this, Mr. Sawyer. Well, it's real simple, preacher man. You said it yourself. I've been wrongly accused. So tell me. And then I'll put it together. What have I been accused of, specifically? To my understanding, you've been accused of eight murders. But the evidence seems to be mostly unclear or circumstantial. 
That's right, yes. But they don't know the half of it. I'm not guilty like that. Wait, what do you mean? That you admit guilt to some extent? Well, not exactly, no. But, uh, not the way they mean. No one is exactly innocent, though, right? I'm not guilty of eight murders. Not at all. I must say, this is comforting to hear. Well, of course. Guilty of 17 murders. Wait, what? Yeah, 17 people killed him. But you know why they never had no evidence for it? Because they couldn't find the bodies. Eight in Wyoming, but there were another ten here in Texas. But what? How? Now, hold on a minute. That is eighteen. Nose God and mathematics. How clever you are. I only got seventeen at the second, but remember what I said about the Eucharist and eating the body of Christ and such? I think you get it. You see... They never found the bodies from Texas because I ate them. And as for your math skills, I think you get the rest. Kind of interesting number, too. Eighteen? But seventeen. Oh, Lord Padre. You. You're eighteen. Do I have to spell it out for you? Hell, I was a math teacher in Wyoming, not an English teacher. Now please, ask why eighteen is important. Why? Because it's six plus six plus six. I'm the fucking devil to you, holy man. And I've got my own Eucharist, and I too shall eat of the flesh of the holy. So fond of looking back on such times. As far as the state of Texas knows, that preacher left my cell of his own accord. No one asked me. They uh, didn't need to. Suffice it to say that I had a most fulfilling Christmas meal that Christmas Eve. As for my freedom, turns out that my lawyer was able to show that there was a miscommunication with law enforcement between Wyoming and Texas, and that all other evidence against me was inadmissible. However, it was still about three weeks before they let me walk out of there, I was starting to wonder if they would notice the smell from my cell before I left. Thank God Texas is so goddamn dry. See, what happened was that I buried what was left of that preacher under the floor. I'd been digging for a while before all this, for just such an occasion. The Texas heat and dryness pretty much did the rest in preserving the body. I called him holy jerky. Not real clever, I know, but... You work with what you got. No stink at all after those few weeks. And when I got out, I was able to sneak a bit of the preacher with me. Every Christmas Eve, I have some. I do this in remembrance of him and his sacrifice. In fact, right now I'm sitting in the town square back in Wyoming. I got a bit of preacher meat in my hand. It ain't so fresh, but it still nicks the craving. If I had to guess, even as the snow falls all around me as I sit in the darkness, only lit by the glow of the street lamps on the snow, I'd say this meat is from his right hand. The right hand of the right hand of God. What a Merry Christmas this has turned out to be. Just like all the others. Yes. Merry Christmas.
Well, isn't that a savory morsel of a story? In fact, I enjoyed a nice bottle of Chianti while I listened to it. We here at the Hidden Archives hope you enjoy your holiday season in your own special way. I hope you join us next year for another freshly curated story. This has been a production of the Rhodes Collaborative Experience, LLC. Please no reproduction, duplication, or bastardization of any content without written consent from RCX or its partners. Ex animo, ex tempus, in archivum.